want to be famous. What's going on everybody man For those of y'all that don't know Me and the homie Big Sam from Big Sam Presents Have been trying for the longest to put together an episode together But due to different scheduling conflicts And me going to California It has been hard and a long road for us to be able to do that So Fortunately for you guys, we were finally able to get together to put together a show. So without further ado, Thoughts by DeVille D.I. presents in affiliation and association with Big Sam presents the interview, the not interview, the co-hosted episode of Thoughts by DeVille D.I. slash Big Sam presents entitled just what we was thinking because that's what we were talked about just what we was thinking now i hope that y'all enjoy this man i'm out of here and i'm gonna leave y'all to the listening going on big sam we, we finally figured it out we finally, finally it figured out. it out it worked huh i say finally figured it out it worked man that was crazy man <laughs> i don't understand what was going on like man. i've never had a problem with my uh my live or none of that stuff. I don't know what was going on. Yeah, I don't know neither, man. But either way, we finally got it together. We finally linked up, man. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh so. yeah. I'm just sharing. I'm sharing it right now to a couple of little groups and stuff. And but I'm listening. I'm listening. To okay, you. let let me see. Matter of fact, see if I can. Uh, I don't. You know, I don't. I don't know nothing about all that. I'm trying to share it out and whatever. Man, we're gonna teach each other, man. We're gonna grow it. This is the place for that type of, uh, uh, you know, that type of activity, man. These lives and stuff like that. Say what? I say this is the place for that type of stuff when you go live and things like that, man. I'm not with all that typing either. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Yeah, you're right. Make the flow a little bit better. Can I do so it? Good, man. Can I do my jump side? I can't do my jump sideways because my mic, the little stand I got, my mic is on the bottom. But yeah, man. I got my, I got mine straight up. Do I need to turn this out? Nah, you. I, I don't think you can even rotate it like that. It, it told me you oh, can't man. rotate your phone. So man, been a long time coming. We've been trying to pull the real Di and Big Sam together, man. But now we here today. Yeah. So, uh, I guess, man. What, what you got? Any any topics you want to hit? Now, I, I know you said. Well, you, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. I know you said was saying uh, yesterday. You were saying how um, you know you kind of new to the to the podcast and scene. I am too. What what brought you here? Like, and why you think? Why do you think that it start that podcast is starting to bubble the way it is? Because it's been around for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, 
pedestrian compared to me because you just hit a year, right? I did. I just hit a year, my guy. So, so you a veteran compared to me because <laughs> my year don't come till uh, April, if I ain't mistaken. But I got into podcasting. Um, I was listening to this uh, entrepreneur, hustler, whatever. I don't want to say his name. Intentionally, I don't want to say his name. I know. I think I know who you talking about. You probably know who I'm talking about because <laughs> he said his own words was he's going to create his competition to get to drive him drive himself out of business. Yeah, he just don't understand. He sparked. He he like ignited <laughs> that beast in me, bro. Like yeah. I, I just been on some hustle ever since. But yeah, he mentioned it right. So I downloaded. Uh, he mentioned Anchor. Mm-hmm. So I downloaded the Anchor app, and I was like, okay, whatever, podcasting. And I was just exploring it. And at the time, it was when Anchor first started. So you could get on, and you could talk to random people across yeah. the world. I anywhere, that. 15 minutes, you know what I mean? And I was like, all right, bet I can do this. Because to me, it was nothing. It was like, sometimes I'd be sitting on the toilet, smoking, whatever, just chilling. And then I'm like, all right, I'm going to act like a character. Yeah. Then I go into some country dude, and then it'll be some some dude from like Czechoslovakistan, and neither one of us can understand what we talking about. Yeah. And I'm talking hella trash, and he just don't comprehend nothing. But it was cool. And then when they got rid of that feature, that ability to do that, it it drives me all up. You know, like I, I had nobody to talk to, I had nothing to talk about. So then it just kind of challenged me to just. I don't know, just try, just start getting my thoughts out, what? man, just whatever. Why do you think so many people now, why do you think it's becoming popular now, though? Like, not just for with you, but why? Because it was a time, maybe last year, year before that, before the uh, Drink Champs, I had never even heard the word podcast before. Mm-hmm. But now, I don't know if it's just because I'm, in, I'm involved, but it seems like everywhere I turn now, Podcast, somebody's doing the podcast. I'm doing the podcast. Like, what you think made it pop like that? What do you think that guy had something to do with it that we don't say of his course. name? Of course, he. I mean, it's like he using his words. Attention is the new currency, and he figured out social media, right? Yeah. And since he has a massive platform, see, I, I 1,000 percent understand his game, his strategy, all of it how he panders to the African-American culture and the hip-hop culture and get get us play on everybody's emotions yeah. and collect that check, whatever. I mean, I'm not hating on him. I just understand, and I'm mad that I didn't do it first. Uh, <laughs> but, well, but, well, we can do it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, we're in the process of it. But, like, like cats he, like him, cats like Joe Rogan, uh, and then that other clown, Charlemagne the Fraud, you know, <laughs> I, make it. I actually like Charlemagne, man. Yeah. What you got to get Charlemagne? See, I don't know Charlemagne yeah. personally, and my very first few interactions with him, only thing I knew about the dude was he was an antagonizer, but he wasn't about that life. Yeah. Like, if you just raise your voice at him, you hear, you'll hear him, you'll watch the color leave his face, he get all quiet. What you talking about? What did you say? I'm just saying, B. Why you getting all bad, son? But in the other time, he all confident. Yeah. Yo, you whack. You fake. You did. Da 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 da. And it's like I can't, I can't deal yeah. with nobody like that, man. Be- First, you, how you gangster? You can say everything you want to say, but as soon as somebody says something back to you, now 
I've been I've been reading this book, right? And in his book, he basically said that he always have been pussy. <laughs> he he acknowledges it. <laughs> yeah, but but it's like okay. I get that. And those, and for anybody that see this and want to try to try to say I'm hating, those are his words in the book. I've heard him say it. I've heard him say it on interviews. Yeah. I've heard him say it. He's admitted 100%. Matter of fact, he it was like a story of somebody like ran up on him either in the gym or at the studio or whatever, and he ran. Like he 100% admits that he will not fight. Plain and simple. Yeah. My thing is, if you know you ain't going to fight, why are you pushing people's buttons and then get upset when they want to, you know what I'm saying, when they want to respond? Yeah, that, that don't make no sense to me. That's what right. I'm saying. You right. You're you right. a god, but you're a god. <laughs> and now he's famous. So it's mm. like it's making a pass for other black men, for other men in general, yeah. for other so-called hood and all that other stuff. It's, it's like you giving y'all a pass to do this. Like, that. that that's, man, come on, son. Now, I ain't no, no I gangster. Like I ain't never claimed to be a gangster. I ain't no thug. None of that. Plain and simple. That just ain't my vibe. But I'd be mm. damned if I'm going to let somebody come up in my studio and put their hands on me and talk crazy to me like this man do. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just, That just ain't my thing, man. I hear you. I hear you. Now, back to the, uh, to the other guy. Like I said, one of my favorite quotes, I, I stole it from Batman. The, the, I don't remember, was it the Dark Knight Rise? The one with Bane in it. Where he said, uh, you know, Batman was throwing the little sparkles, the little ninja crackers in it, pop, 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 pop. And Bane was like, those are those are powerful tools to the uninitiated. But we are initiated. You know what I mean? Like, you could fool. I, mean, I can't hear you, man. It's like every, like every other word is breaking up. Oh, my goodness. Is it better now? Okay, I, yeah, I can hear you now. Now, he said uh, when Batman was throwing the little sparkles and stuff in the air, trying to throw his game off, and he was like, those are powerful tools to the uninitiated. But we are initiated talking to Batman. That's what Bane told Batman. And I think that's the same thing, reason why you caught on to uh, that guy's rhetoric, because... You know, you you um you are one of the initiated. You are you able to pick through it when you see it because you're smart enough to have the ability to do the same thing. Everybody isn't on that level. You know what I mean? But like you said, it's it's motivational. It is. It gets people going, you know. It does. But it's just it the does. fact because I had I was real into that. Like I was listening to it every day for a while when I exactly. On my work, rides to work, and then one day it just clicked. Me and my partner was talking about it. He was saying some things about you know praising him, and it clicked. And I was like, you know, all he's really doing is building, you know, building himself up. And then he tries to sell you a product. He reels you in with all the motivation and the love, and you're so great. But hey, by the way, on this date, I'm doing this. I'm gonna send you this link so you can be the first to have. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I can see I mm-hmm. seen it coming because he's not the first person to do it, but he's probably one of the better ones to do, to, to, to he do just, it. He's just modernized it, you know. He yeah. just modernized the hustle, and and as well as exploiting the absolute fact that love and humility does work. It does work. I yeah. can't argue with that. It like love conquers a, mul- a multitude. Like no matter what love will prevail so 
he has a perfect balance, but at the same time, he's very strategic because, yeah. come on now, as an immigrant, right? He knew as an immigrant with all of this energy, there was no way in the world the Caucasian were, uh, side would be able to accept him, motivate or, or rally behind him so fast. The only place, and think about it, he says himself, he goes where the attention is. What is the number one influence in not just the United States, but the world? Hip-hop. Yeah. It used to be country music. Yeah. It used to be country music. But right now it's hip-hop. Yeah, you so can... now what do you see him doing? Telling rap. He always paying rappers to come in for an interview. Oh, yeah, my homie just dropped by. Come on, man. <laughs> come on, man. Come on, man. But anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Enough with my hate. <laughs> it's uh, hey, you you, you shoot from the hip. You're speaking yeah. honestly. Yeah. Oh my God, that's my, my little weenie dog in there. Thank you, tough guy. Yeah. But um, did you see the fight this weekend? You in the boxing? I did not see the fight, but yeah. this weekend, man, I was so tired of with my little podcast and stuff, man. But no, yeah. I did not. Well, if all you... I saw was interviews of this grown man saying. I won that fight. I won that fight. I don't care what you said. Hey, I'm gonna be seven over against you. <laughs> if you saw the memes, you saw enough. He got that ass beat. He got whooped for real. He got whooped, man. It ain't, ain't no if, ands, buts about it. He got whooped. Pacquiao put them paws on him. Straight roughed him up in there. Straight roughed him up in there. Ain't no, ain't no questions about it. Bruh, I saw, I saw one. Who is that? Uh, oh yeah, your partner uh, from the uh, from the elite circle, right? Spidey Heck, yeah. he posted a meme <laughs> with 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 his body, AB, and then you remember on that episode of Martin Lawrence when he was getting to fight with Tommy Hitman. Hit man. <laughs> he had his face on his body, man. That joke was crazy. Hit him with the big head. Man. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, boy, that boy was whacking him. The boy, wow. whacked, at one point he looked up after he caught this. Uh, after Pacquiao caught him and he hit the rope. He threw a little combo on him when he came out of the uh, off the ropes. He went over and he kind of looked up into like he was looking for the way out. <laughs> How the hell somebody get me the hell out of here? And then somebody was telling me at work today was like, um, when he was in the corner, I missed that part. Say he was in the corner, and the, the his manager was was telling him, you know, we got more rounds in this. And say, hey, he was like, we got more rounds, like. <laughs> We ain't done yet. We ain't... He wasn't ready. Yeah. He wasn't ready. No, man. No, man. But the boy, I thought he was going to be something special. I mean, you know, he is something special because I can't sit here like I could just jump in the ring and do what he do. Even if he getting beat, I probably would have got knocked out. You know, but I thought he was going to be like the next guy. He did too. <laughs> he, got, he got way way too in his head yeah. like way too in his head the flash the flame but you you bringing up a uh uh open up another can of worms what about you about the heavyweight dante wilder i mean he knocking people out but do he got it he is not, he the one i don't know because he, you know, everybody criticizes him for being an unorthodox fighter, but mm -hmm. 
that's kind of what gives him the advantage that that part that you can't account for you know when, when he's out there and another fighter would have did this but he's gonna do the complete opposite and knock you out doing that because you never expected that wild punch to come. You know what I mean? Uh, but the way the heavyweight division is set up, I don't see, I don't know nobody out there that really gonna give him too much. I was surprised the dude, he just fought, hung in there like that. Yeah. But, you know, even he said he got caught up in trying to knock the dude out. He was trying to put him on his back and he went away from his game plan, you know, because he just was so ready to get out there and knock this dude out. So that's his, it's the gift and the curse. His strength is his weakness too. But that other guy that everybody loves so much will not fight him though. I wonder why. He must see something. That man got heart, bro. It's hard to beat a man with heart. Yeah. It's hard to beat a man that's, that's, that's fighting from his heart. Like that's determined and passionate and no, like it's hard, man. It's hard to beat a person like that, doc. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how do you match another man's will? Can you match another man's will? You can't. You can't. I mean, unless, unless, unless you're like in a moment of uh, uh, adrenaline. That's some rocky stuff. That's that rocky <laughs> stuff. When you, when you hit the mat and you look over and you see your old lady over there and your kids, you're covering their eyes and it's like, I can't go out like this. I can't. Yeah. I got to do it for Apollo. I got to make a comeback. But, you know, how often does that happen? Most people, I like, don't see it. like one of my favorite sayings is that people say, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Yeah. You know, everybody's got heart until they hit that ring mm -hmm. and get and wild to get them one of them good shots. Can you recover from that? Man, look, I was in high school, right? Or when I was in high school, right? Uh, I was trying to be a gangster. Uh -oh. I wanted to be one, but I was a church boy. But I wanted to be a gangster. So uh, I used to roll with some country cats, and uh, we went to this club, a teen club, uh, one night. I lied to my parents and everything, told them I had to work and I had to work late, do inventory, so I wasn't going to be back until like 1.30 in the morning, and blah, 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 woo, woo, woo. And so uh, we in the club, and it's like, it's me and three partners I went to school with and then some cats that we just knew around the way yeah. and that, and I'm just in that listening to Pastor Troy and DSGB and drama you and that, you ready. Miracle yeah, yeah. Uh, Little John and <laughs> Crime Mob I mean this is the 90s you feel me like this yeah. is when that, that gangster rap knuck if you butt boy tear the club up all that so we in there and man they played that Pastor Troy which one? No more. Uh, 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 shit. Why'd you ask me that question? Uh, no limit soldiers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me speak to P. P ain't here. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Tell P. Sincere about that they soldiers. Uh, Pastor, no, Pastor Jordan down South George boy said, Sincere about that they soldiers. Shit, all right, let's go to war. <laughs> that one. That's it right there, man. So many people got <laughs> beat up to that song. <laughs> so let me fast forward my story. All right, so I'm in the club. I'm just. Ah, ah, ah. Throwing bows, ah, pushing little young niggas. Ah, ah, ah. I'm just tough. <laughs> then all my little crew, they went and did whatever they was doing, right? And I'm by myself, just ah, ah. And then I just stopped. I'm just standing there. <laughs> Next thing you know, wow, dude stole on me, bruh, with some brass.
brass knuckles, right? Oh, actually hit me on this side of my face. Boom! I, I go like this. I ain't hit the ground. And I get up, and then the whole club, they turn around, and he and they just jumping. What, motherfucker? Yeah, yeah. You talking all this shit? What now, nigga? What now? Da, 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 da. And then I see my partners. They come. And they're like, what's going on? What happened? What happened? I said, he hit me, man. <laughs> <laughs> he hit me, man. <laughs> man, I froze, bro. I got stole in my face. I did all that talk. Was super tough, everything like that, man. Got stole on and froze. Now, yeah. that was the only time in my goddamn life that that shit ever happened, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to invite no altercations or none of that. But that just reminded me of that little story, man. I rarely even talk about this shit. Then, like, I can see the pain in your face when you told the story. Huh? I can see the pain in your face when you told the story. Man, hey, that (laughs) shit destroyed my pride, homie. (laughs) And then when I went to school, like, that Monday, man, I'll never forget it. This dude named Jeffrey Marshall, the comedian. I'm talking about if that dude took a career in comedy, he would have been the man. This dude, I came down the hallway. It was like a ramp leading to the big commons area where the uh, cafeteria and stuff is yeah i'm coming down and my little high school sweetheart uh, sweetheart was on the other side of the room and he over there by her looking as soon as he seen my face he just erupted ah, you got not the fucking ah! and bruh started clowning that nice. dude roasted me for like uh, it seemed like an hour bruh not in front the of your sweetheart in front of my girl and she just Shut up! Don't talk about him. If he was his friend, you should have helped him. Like she tried, and I'm, you know, my pride getting attacked again. This is round two. Damn. <laughs> so that whole weekend, I, that, that that weekend, I took the the worst L's of my life. Wow. Ever. So, more of the study story, ladies and gentlemen. Don't nut if you ain't ready to buck. <laughs> for real, for real. Don't be, hey, don't be sniffing your damn uh, own tulips too soon now. <laughs> Yeah, man. It's a bigger and bad, better one out there. You just ain't met him yet. Something I wanted to ask you. I see you. Oh, hold on real quick. Hold on real quick. Yeah, go ahead. What? Boy, no. You need to go to bed. It is 852. Good night, son. Close the door. What you about to ask me? He ain't hit you with the old man face, did he? Yeah. <laughs> I you see. supposed to be asleep like 20 minutes ago. I see you always posting like all your instruments and, and, and stuff like that. Like, what 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 are you what are you doing with that, man? You in the band or you just kind of like record bands? Nah, so I'm a drummer. Mm-hmm. And uh, where I live, I have burned every single bridge possible as it relates for me to play because I voice my opinion and I say what the heck I want to say and I don't back down from it. And I tell people like it. Nah, let me stop. Nah. <laughs> I saw the um, next part moving. <laughs> I'm just on some other stuff. Yeah, yeah I play drums. Uh, I'm teaching myself how to play bass. I went to school for audio engineering in Nashville, and um, I, I got a degree in audio engineering. Like, I know how to run a studio. I've had two studios, as a matter of fact, contemplating on building another one. Um, so now it's like everything I've learned and have taught other people in the music industry, uh, artist development, artist relations, contract negotiations, mm-hmm. all that stuff, man. Tour management, scouting, all of that crap. Instead of me doing it for other people, I'm trying to 
do it for myself and then push myself to be an actual, well, not an actual, but kind of be like an artist, but yeah. do like comedy and live music mm. and then just uh, attack different issues and stuff like that, man. So what's your favorite genre of music? Oh, funk. Funk? Funk. Funk. Funk, funk then Neo Soul, and then uh, I guess some people call it fusion, uh, other people call it jam band, but yeah, man. Funk man, and it's and it's and I really didn't know it until like last year. Like it's so weird. I I'm one of the strangest musicians people meet because a lot of musicians they 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 study other musicians mm -hmm. and they have like idols and people that they just absolutely know everything about them and all that, and they know the history of a genre and all this other stuff. Don't ask me no questions about no damn uh, music. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, take your ass to Google. Cause I ain't Wikipedia. Yeah, that, that, that's just what it is. I love it, but I don't love it like that. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you're not, you're not studying it. You know what I mean? No, you're man. enjoying and, it. And that's another reason why I don't play out a lot. Cause I'm not passionate about the artistry. I'm more passionate about. All right, we're finna go on the road. So that means I need you to know I got your back. So how I got your back? Make sure we get more gigs. Make sure we get taken care of. Make sure when I'm playing, that everything in the pocket feels good. Make sure we having fun. You know, it's to me, it's more the camaraderie because it's the closest thing that can get me back to when I was in Iraq with mm -hmm. the homies. So that's how I look at it. Not the passion about the artistry of the music and the technical shit. Fuck all that. So you, you was playing music in Iraq. Yeah. How man. long was you? How uh, long was you over there? I went, uh, I did two tours for, man, don't get me in line, like 20-something months, I don't know. Okay. I did two tours. First, the first, uh, what is that shit called? OIF one, and then um, another one, like, a year and a half later. Okay. I got bad memory when it comes to military stuff. But yeah, I played over there. I wasn't, like, in the Army band. Yeah. Um, at that time, I was real deep in the church, and they had a gospel church, and, um, they didn't have no drummer, so I just was playing at the Sunday services, and then um, we do pop up stuff during the week, like place like old school or whatever and stuff like that. Okay, that's dope. I used to play the trumpet. Yeah, but try to get me to play it now, and it'd be like two cats having sex in the backyard. <laughs> Why you stop? I it was the same thing, like you said. Look, I saw Mo Better Blues, right? <laughs> when I was probably in like the fifth, sixth grade, I think somewhere around. There. I don't know when the movie came out, but I remember seeing Mo Better Blues and seeing the guy play the trumpet. So I decided I was gonna be a trumpet player too, but it just didn't pan out for me. It, it, it wasn't one of my gifts. It turned out, you know how when you do something and you can do it. But in order for you to be good, it take was you know it's gonna take you specifically a lot of effort. Yeah. It's one of those type of things, and I just wasn't really willing to put in that kind of effort because I wasn't really it wasn't really my passion. I just wanted right. to do because I thought it was cool to play the trumpet. That's that's when I after uh, growing up that can sum up how I approached drums. I wasn't passionate about it, and I knew that it wasn't my gift. Like. That is such a weird term, my gift. Mm -hmm. Man. Anyway, 
I'm gonna, let me not open up that can of worms. Go on, do I'm, it, man. That's why we here. <laughs> go on down the rabbit hole, mean? man. What does that even mean, my gift? Like, I know I was trained and domesticated and taught from my daddy's nutsack to believe that somebody in the sky gave me a gift. Um, but what the hell does that really mean? I, I think from my from my perspective, when I think some, when somebody says they gift, I take it to mean it's just something that I can do. I always been able to do it. It doesn't really take me much effort to do it. Like LeBron James. He's been good since, like, was there a time he wasn't good? See what I'm saying? Like, play, yeah, when he first started out. <laughs> like, playing the, playing the trumpet, I was trash. I started out trash. But, like, I used to write stories. And I was just always good at it, or at least that's what they told me. So I would look at that as like, now I'm not saying that it was sprinkled on me magically, but everybody's wired different. You know what I mean? Some things just come easier to people. Now, when I say, if I you ever hear me say, I don't think I ever said that either. But if you ever heard me say something was a, my gift, that's what I would mean. It's like, I just can do it. Well, how can you do it? How do you know how to dribble the ball? Oh, it was just my, one of my gifts. I've always been good at it. Takes me no effort to do it. That's what I what what I think people mean when they say it's just a gift. You know what I mean? I mean, I feel you, man. It's like uh, I'm thinking, okay, if I if if a gift implies that you're receiving something that you didn't have, mm, right? Okay. So if I'm receiving something I didn't have. Where it comes from? The person or wherever it's coming from feels I needed it. How I just one I don't understand how that's possible. But even in another token, okay, so if you give me a gift, mm-hmm. it comes with stipulations. So is it really what what is Again, what is a gift? If it's if you're wanting to give me something, right, then it should be mine. Yeah. Right? It should be whatever I choose to do with it is mine because it, you, you've turned over possession. Yeah. No, no so take back. So if it's whatever I want to do with it, then why does it come with stipulations? How is that a gift? What is what pleasurable about that? I see what you're saying. I got you. That makes sense. I mean, I'm just wondering. That I'm makes just, sense. I'm just wondering. That makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. So what? So so how would you articulate like just a a a, a natural ability that you have? What would you call it? A natural ability. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. We ain't gotta make this like, shit spooky. You know you what right, I'm saying? You're right. So why are you so fast? <laughs> it's just my natural ability. I think this, it it's just sounds. It's something that I'm good at, and it's something that I've perfected. Sounds, I mean, I think see, <laughs> I think a gift just sounds a lot cooler. It is. That's when you up all there, it is. when you up there sitting in front of the, on on the podium, and they're like, "Hey, uh, Mr. Hunter, you, that catch that you made in the fourth quarter won the game. Uh, how did you? Uh, how, how did you train for that? Oh, it's just one of my gifts, baby. I it's just my didn't, gifts. I just didn't. Play. It's an easy answer, to, you know. Yeah, and it sounds. It sounds a lot less arrogant, I guess, than oh, it's just I'm just good like that. I just I can catch. <laughs> what do you want me to hell you want me to say? How did well, I see, do it? I can with catch. That is though, like I look at a problem. Like a problem with that is 
culturally, society, we've popularized it. We glamorized it mm-hmm. to where if you have a gift, then that's what you've got to focus on. And it's got to make you a star. But see, okay, so if you have a gift of podcasting and Joe Rogan got a gift of podcasting, just because Joe Rogan, every time he releases a podcast, gets a million listens, and if every time you release your podcast, you get 100,000 listens, how does that make your gift any less than that person's gift? Yeah. So we, we like, culturally, society, we start comparing gifts yeah. between each other, and it's this competition that's not even needed. So now your gift become a burden. How? So again, how is it a gift or what the hell is a gift? Because it don't sound like nothing good to me, in my opinion. That boy, <laughs> Big Sam out here, blowing it up with these theologies and theologians. I went to community oh, no, college, man. people. I don't know too many big words, but he doing, he on some shit right now. Y'all, y'all hear it. If you're out there, y'all hear it, man. Not at all. Not at all, man. Not at all, man. I'm just high. You just that explains a lot too. They say that the herb is enlightening, gets you to your higher, to your higher planes. It just make me comfortable. That's all. Just help me to relax. I be so amped up, man. Look, man. I be so eager to talk. I get tired of talking to myself. (laughs) I feel like I'm going crazy at times, man. Hey, that's what the podcast is for. Yeah, but I be talking about the same thing over and over and over <laughs> and over. I can't get out there and run. <laughs> yeah. But I ask, is, are people listening to it? Yeah. Then you yeah. doing what you need to be doing here. <laughs> At the end of the day, if they you're doing something right if they keep coming back. Yeah, yeah. You're that's, doing that's something true. right. Yeah. yeah. Like, Man, you, you made a post uh, about, it was right about your uh, one year anniversary mm-hmm. and your numbers. Yeah, and I said, I saw that. Said, hmm. I wonder how long is it gonna take me to catch up with this young man? I can't never catch you because you've been in the game way too long, way too long. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You already got content, and now you just starting to pump your stuff. Yeah. ain't no way I can catch up with if you. I, Let's just play this up. If I knew, I, I I sometimes I sit and I look at those because I try to stay. Away from the numbers, but you know, as soon as you go into the to the website, that's the first thing they throw at you. You know, this is how many listeners you got. You know, and if you run it ads, this is your profit so far. They throw the numbers right at you, so you know they. I guess I don't know what they're trying to prove with that, but if I knew six months ago <laughs> the things I knew now, it's like <laughs> man, and some of that stuff you taught me on the low. It's a lot of some of that stuff you taught me. That's what's up. And and just like uh uh in the group meetings when you was in there, like just some of the the few jewels that you thought out threw out there when you spoke, I was sitting on the other end like that makes sense because that and that was something else I noticed about you that while everybody was talking, you was listening, and then when you had something to say, you said it. I'm the same way. I need to soak <laughs> in and see what's going on, and that's when how I picked up on. I was like, okay. Big Sam on some shit. He, he know what he's saying makes a whole lot and a whole lot of sense. And then it was certain things that you were saying to do that I was just starting to do, and I had seen it working. And I'm like, okay, listen to this guy because he, he he's on something on that right there. Man, in them group meetings, 
group settings, especially when you're dealing with like uh, multiple people in leadership and you're trying to uh, figure out a plan, I learned from, especially for my personality, I have a very boisterous, large, dominating personality. But I've learned if I could just stay cool, mm -hmm. stay low key, observe, listen. The more I listen, the more I, and the more I observe, the more I understand what's going on. And then when I do speak, because there's so many people, make sure I say something worth listening to. And it'll be more effective than if I just keep always blabbering. I'm not taking shots at nobody. This is just how I operate generally. Mm -hmm. If I always blabbering, because for a long period of time, it frustrated me that when I tried to help people, folks didn't listen. Mm, and then an old head had to tell me, because you talk too much. <laughs> people, get, people done got numb to your voice. Yeah, you, know you, you talk so much when you start up, people like, there you go again. Yeah, and then you you could be dropping some some super nuggets, and they ain't going to hear Nobody you. Nobody paying you. Gonna to. Say, just like you just said, there you go again. I learned, they, look, their ears just go on mute. <laughs> I learned that from working. Like I have a lot of, we have a lot of meetings. And in this meeting, it may be, 40 people and like you said if you're all the if you got that guy that always has the interject or always has something to say people you, you can hear the, the breath the, the breath leave out of people when you start oh, there you go. Just, are there any questions well I gotta say oh, but when you when you're the one who just kind of sits there soaking in people probably think you're not even paying attention and then your hand comes up Everybody's like, wait, let me see. What is he getting ready to say? Because he never says anything until yep. he's got something to say. Yeah. But yeah, man. Just stay low key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, man, we going on what? We almost, uh, we a little bit over 30 minutes right now. I, I got to open up the house again before these ladies get aggravated and beat me up. They trying to get in the shower and I shut the all house right, down. Right. <laughs> but, That's cool, man. But man, it was good doing this with you. I had fun, man. Yeah, I yeah. think we should do it again soon. Yeah, this could be the first of many. This could be the yeah. first of many. So, so I'll tell you what, man, if you can, uh, when you get done doing what you're doing, download the video, shoot it to me, but uh, I'll hit you up on the DM, and we keep chopping it up that way. All right, man. You be safe out there, bro. Yeah. All be right. Safe, Pe man. Peace. Go.